0: Start your weekend off right. This is BetQLU with RJ Choppy, Chris Mack, and Kayla Canaram on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. Welcome into
1: another week of fun. It is BetQLU here on the BetQL Network. We are live coast to coast wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download the app today. Listen to us live Friday night, Saturday mornings, or just download the podcast once we're done with the show. A million different ways to get us, even on your rewind feature there on the Odyssey app. Go back to anything you may have listened missed in the last 72 hours. We got you covered. Uh, both audio and video as well. Twitch.tv betql to watch the show. You can also catch it on YouTube alongside RJ Choppy and Kayla Canarum, I am Chris Mack. We have got plenty to talk about big 12 SEC challenge. We'll roll through each of those games in just a couple of minutes. We'll get you our best bets before we get out of here as well. Take a look at some bubble teams. Who of those bubble teams do we believe in? And who do we have our questions about? Plus, way too early 2023 Heisman odds out already we'll take a look at those and just in general ask can we trust anybody this year on the division one college basketball landscape again I'm Chris Mack alongside Kayla and RJ happy weekend friends how are we Kayla we'll start here as we always do on Beck ULU. what did you learn this past week in college sports college basketball maybe specifically <laughs>
2: Um, Well, I don't think there's any surprise of where I'm headed in this one. Uh, Um, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I know our next segment, we're going to touch on this. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but KU basketball has lost three straight games, all uh, to uh, fellow uh, big uh, 12 uh, opponents uh, in K-State, TCU, and uh, Baylor uh, uh, makes my heart so happy. And they dropped seven spots in the ranking because of it. By the way, this is not mean it's just a friendly slash not so friendly rivalry. So...
1: I like I, like how you throw the slash not so friendly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how you the look at it. Yeah. I
1: exactly. don't know <laughs> that we're going to get
2: yeah, exactly. I don't know that we're going to get lucky this weekend um, with another loss that would make it four straight, but a few fun facts while I have you here. Bill Self has never lost more than 3 games in a row ever at Kansas. And the last time the Jayhawks have dropped four straight was during the 1988-89 season. So let's make it happen again Saturday against Kentucky. It won't, but I've, a girl can dream, guys.
1: I love that you're more concerned about the Jayhawks and Kentucky than you are about your own team's game against Iowa State. That is the sign of a true rival when you love that their pain more than you love your own joy. And this is why <laughs> I am I am here for the Kayla hates Kansas campaign. I am I am here for it. And Make that a shot. I. Uh, yes, I will indulge you every single time, RJ. Uh, would you like to be petty as well? Should we keep the petty train rolling?
0: <laughs> I mean, look, I, I love good petty uh, remarks, and and uh, when somebody lives their life based off of others' misery, that is mm-hmm. a person that I generally want to be around because I'm the same way. <laughs> when I go to a sports bar, I don't care. I don't care if my team is playing. If everybody in the sports bar is rooting for my team, I'm rooting against them. Because I don't share in my happiness with other people, I want to keep it bottled up all for myself. Uh, I want, and I want their misery to be just for them, not for me. Uh, so I, I, I thrive in others' misery. But, um, so, but I'm not gonna be petty here. Uh, what I learned, man, road games are still really, really tough for 18-year-old kids. Um, you know, you saw like K-State losing the road this week, even though it was a good Iowa State team. Uh, Purdue almost lost to Michigan uh, on the road. Uh, UCLA lost to USC on the road. Uh, so, like, road games are still, you know, really, really – I don't like, in the NFL, they're not becoming nearly as daunting as they used to be. I think road teams had a higher winning percentage this year uh, than they had uh, uh, you know, in the NFL. But in, in, in college sports, when you're dealing with 18-, 19-year-old kids, man, road games are still tough.
1: Yeah, that's true. We've, we've seen it, the imbalance in home and road this year, especially for teams as you work your way down towards the bubble – It's going to be the difference for a lot of teams in in whether they make the the tournament field or not. That's a great call, and it's something that will feed into most of these uh, Big 12 SEC games that we're going to touch on in a couple of minutes. Uh, I learned that the biggest winner this week in all of, maybe all of sports, period, let alone college sports, college basketball specifically, Uber Eats with the on-court prank at Duquesne about 35 (laughs) minutes northwest of me here in Pittsburgh Duquesne University middle of a game against Loyola Chicago and you've seen the video by now everyone has kid aimlessly wanders out onto the court with his bag of McDonald's with the Uber Eats sticker on it tries to hand it to the ref pretends as if he's looking for someone to deliver it to wonderful social media prank um, a lot of people at Duquesne now, not necessarily happy with the security at the Chuck Cooper Field House, but they're going to address that. They'll work on that while the rest of us laugh at what was a goofy prank and what was a bunch of visibility for whoever this kid was. Uh, great job. TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube prank. And here's where we bring it back to the actual basketball guys in this day and age. Let me tell you how Duquesne capitalizes off of this. All right. Keith Dambrot, who's the head coach at Duquesne, some of you may, may know. Coached who in high school? LeBron James, St. Vincent St. Mary's, up in Akron. So, hmm. Who's looking for somewhere to go to school to play basketball? Maybe only a year, maybe not at all. It could be oh, Bronny. Would Bronny would never come to Duquesne. School's too small, just not a big enough profile for him, unless. The folks from Uber Eats come to save the day with a big old fat NIL deal for Duquesne and Bronny. And Bronny ends up saving Duquesne University basketball alongside Keith brought LeBron starts PJing in for games, whether Duquesne's on the road or not. It's a pipe dream for a lot of people down at Duquesne. But it's been brought up here in Pittsburgh. And so I thought I'd give it the national exposure it deserves. The big winner this week, Uber Eats. Uh, At the expense of Duquesne University, so I think we can all agree it was a wonderfully executed prank.
0: I I like the theory. (laughs) I do like the LeBron theory uh, because it is apparently a nightmare to recruit that kid, uh, Bronny. Apparently, it it is just like they have to. You got to talk to six
1: people just to talk to six people just to talk to six people to talk to another six people about talking to six people,
0: and then. You can only, and, and, and he, his mom is, is running basically everything, and yeah. she only accepts calls on like Tuesdays and Thursdays. You know, she, and I know, I know, I know. It's crazy. It's like the scheduling in college, right? You just get a Tuesday, Thursday schedule. That's what she's on. She's on a Tuesday, Thursday work schedule. I get it. If I was a billionaire, I'd be on a Tuesday, work, Thursday work schedule as well. But you got to go through a publicist to get to the mom, and apparently it's a nightmare.
1: Yeah. It,
2: I had the same experience. Trying to get a um call with a producer at a certain network, I was told that he only reserves like Fridays from 6.30 to 7 a.m. my time for calls about on-air opportunities. And that wow. was at a network. Wow. This is a high school kid. It, wow.
1: Yeah. A high school kid, <laughs> kid who's not even ranked in like the top 25 of high school kids across the country by some recruiting services, which is supposed to be like the baseline for getting into the McDonald's All-American game, which... He's been admitted to anyway because, well, he's brawny. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going to come of the whole Bronny LeBron thing, whether they'll play a year together or where. If they do play a year together, it'll be. But I'm just saying, Bronny, if you're still considering a year of college before you go pro, you Uber Eats, Duquesne, make it happen. <laughs> I'll, I'll show will Has Masu recruited yet? <laughs> not yet. No, that's not, that's not, that's not, no. Micah Shrewsbury can't even get through the first level of publicist <laughs> hell to get yeah. to the second level.
0: Hey, we got, we got Michael better Porter chance in Knoxville.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. Good Good luck to anybody trying to get break through the seven layers of recruiting hell that is getting to Bronny. All right, Um. right. Let's ask ourselves a question about uh, some teams and who we can trust and who we shouldn't trust. After what was a pretty tumultuous week, Houston ranked number one in the country. Uh, they lose outright to Temple as 19 and a half point home favorites. Um, you had Kansas, uh, who Kayla outlined earlier, is in the midst of the struggles after starting off 16 and 1. The second largest home loss of the Bill Self era, as TCU basically ran them out of their own gym. UConn falling off a cliff after starting the season 14 and 0. Apparently, Sean Miller is back and Xavier are back. Uh, Who do we trust, if anybody, at this point, guys? Uh, RJ, I'll start with you. Who do you trust? Pick somebody, anybody for us to put some kind of level of trust in.
0: Well, I trust, and and let's use it from this perspective. At least I will. I trust that Houston is the only team that I know is going to get a one seed because Mm. their schedule is such they're just going to keep winning games. And they might end the year with three losses, but they're still going to wind up getting a one seed. Alabama's going to have more. Texas will have more. Purdue, Tennessee, Arizona, UCLA. They're all going to have more, you know. And Houston's already been a team that, is, that has shown they can make some runs in the tournament. So they're, they're the only team I trust, truthfully trust. I trust Alabama's game plan, you know, play some D and chuck threes all day. Mm-hmm. I trust that game plan, but that game plan can get you beat because if you're off, you don't have a secondary option and you're kind of screwed. So I trust that game plan, but I'll take, I'll take Houston for now.
1: Kayla, is there anybody we can trust at this point?
2: (laughs) I also had Houston as a team. I trust for now, they have 10 remaining games all against teams who are unranked. So they should get through those. Okay. But I don't know that are they being challenged enough? One of their losses was to ranked Alabama. We'll see how it all shakes out um, down the stretch, but I just fear they won't be battle tested. But I am trusting them for now. Yeah. I don't trust Kansas in a like literal sense, but in a basketball sense, um, <laughs> they should be fine. Like they're they're going to get a win over Kentucky this weekend. Unfortunately, um, they have been battle tested, unlike Houston, and their true colors are showing for better or for worse. Um, so I'm not going to let myself get too excited about their recent skit. I think they'll get it back on track, but I just don't trust them in general, but in basketball, you can probably hop back on that train.
1: Here we go. Okay. Kansas, an entire state, but especially the <laughs> basketball team, uh, she doesn't trust, Houston, the the out- she
0: doesn't trust anything yeah, no,
1: about us. No, state. no, she's, she's <laughs> not a big fan of the other bordering States outside of Missouri. Like it, it, it like, extends.
0: Like, Yeah. How like do you, big, uh, good thing you
1: don't
2: know. Norm Stewart. No. Norm Stewart would not even let the buses get gas on past the Kansas state line during uh KU MU basketball games. It's a thing, you guys. I didn't, I don't just make sup- the rules,
1: not just a little stitious, superstitious. Definitely, that's <laughs> that's that's going next level there. Not filling up for gas if you need to. Um, so as I mentioned, Houston plus 650 to win it all right now, bet MGM, Bama second at plus 950. Um, I'll tell you if you look at final four odds, Houston plus one thirty, by the way, Bama two to one. And the next team on the list, I do trust this team. Our producer Zach noting in our group chat, he's not so sure. I I, I think I am sure. Purdue gonna be a one seed. They're plus two ten to reach the final four, Purdue. And they just they can score. They can score with anybody. And they're coming out of the big ten. They're going to face some tests. I think Look, the big 10 is a big muddled mess. Once you get beyond Purdue and then Rutgers, it feels like there's everybody else after that, but you're going to face some tough slogs. You're going to have to play some defense from time to time. And they are capable of it. Maybe not the same as, as the Bama's and Tennessee's and Houston's of the world, uh, but they're going to play defense when they have to, I just trust Purdue. When you need a team to get hot and shoot and score come March, I think it's going to pay off for them. So I I like Purdue. I trust Purdue. 20-1 and now, just one loss on the season, fourth in Ken Palm adjusted offense, uh, and up there with some pretty impressive offenses, Marquette, Baylor, Gonzaga. I think they'll be able to score when the time comes. So I do. I trust Purdue. It pains me to say that about another Big Ten team, but I trust them. Uh, Real quick, I wanted to touch on a story, guys. This whole Ed Reed thing has gone bananas with Bethune-Cookman. I don't know what to make of it other than the fact that, look, as much as I appreciate what guys are trying to do in following Deion Sanders' footsteps and elevating the profile of HBCUs, I don't know if Ed Reed was fully prepared for the whole thing or not and all of the sort of nitty-gritty elbow grease work that goes into it, which I think Dion, even though it doesn't seem like it, because he's Dion and he's prime and all that, yeah. might not have seemed like he wanted to embrace it, but Dion did do that work. I think Ed Reed, it sounds like RJ, showed up to Bethune-Cookman and didn't understand that that was actually going to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, you know, it's a fun fact, you know, they 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 offered me a spot on the golf team there. So I almost went, I was almost a Bethune-Cookman yeah. golfer. Uh, that would have been interesting, How? but... <laughs> I know. I mean, I love Florida. So I would to... but listen, this is, this is part of, I think, and Dion may find this in Colorado. I, I, he, he's going to walk into Colorado thinking everything is puppy dogs and ice cream. College, the colleges, man, it's not. Unless you're over at LSU and they're just giving you extra million dollar checks for nothing. Um, like there's a lot of red tape. You're going to have to go through and some hoops to get through. And I think Dion's going to find the same thing out. And it really stinks. I think Ed Reed truly genuinely wanted to help kids. Uh, and he wanted to help that university and, and help it grow. I mean, he didn't handle it the right way. Uh, that's right. for sure. But you know, I, I think I think generally his heart was in the right spot. I, I hate it. I hate it for Bethune Cookman. I hate it for uh, for the players for Ed HBCUs in general. Eddie George is going through the same thing at uh, he at Tennessee State. But it's a slow it's a slow build. You can't turn this thing over overnight.
1: Kayla, no truth to the rumor that uh, you, like Brian Kelly, can expect an extra million dollars in the paycheck. Sorry.
2: Yeah, no. I
1: thought thought maybe there could be a donation to, I don't know, something in Kansas. You know, it could be sort of a (laughs) peace offering. But, nope. Coming up next, from Waco to Morgantown, Norman to Starkville, everywhere in between, it's the Big Ten SEC Challenge on Saturday. We'll take a look at each of those seven games. Alongside RJ Choppy and Kayla Canarum. I'm Chris Mack, and this is BetQLU.
0: This is BetQLU with RJ,
1: Chris, and Kayla here on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM.
0: Back to BetQLU with RJ Choppy, Chris Mack, and Kayla Canaram on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.
1: Yes, live coast-to-coast coast on the BetQL Network. Welcome back into BetQL S E C Big 12 Challenge to get into in just a couple of minutes. Our best bets before we wrap things up today as well. You can also listen to us on your Odyssey app. You may be doing so right now, A-U-D-A-C-Y. If so, we thank you for being ahead of the curve, for going there, downloading and subscribing to the podcast there because as soon as the show's over, bang, it's a podcast and it gets delivered straight to you. You can watch the show as well. You can sit there and wave. We we well, I guess we can wave back. Wave, guys, just for a second, so if people feel like we're interacting alongside Kayla Canaram and RJ Choppy, I'm Chris Mack. We're now waving to you, uh, whether you're on YouTube or on Twitch. Twitch.tv/backul. RJ just gave you the equivalent of like a hockey face wash because he just went uh, right right over the mush there. Uh, if you're gonna be in the Phoenix area or making your way to the big game. Come out and check out, say hello to the BetQL team, broadcasting live at the BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium, starting Monday, February 6th, leading up to the game through Friday, February 10th. If you can't make it, you'll listen on the Odyssey app or watch us on Twitch at BetQL. We'll have loads of great guests stopping by, and of course, all the best betting angles on the game, 25 betting kiosks, a 265-square-foot video wall, 38 TVs. It's going to be a great time out in Phoenix for the big game with the BetQL team. This weekend, though, we're focused on college hoops, the Big 12 SEC challenge, uh, and a full day of Big 12 SEC action stretching from 12 noon Eastern in Morgantown all the way up through 8 Eastern in Lexington. We'll get to Kansas, Kentucky, which is that nightcap, but let's start with the early game. Let's start with number 15, Auburn at West Virginia. West Virginia, according to Ken Palm, going into this one, actually expected to be favored by about four. Total sitting at about 140. West Virginia... Look, we talk about it every week. I always mention RJ and I have been talking about it for well over a year or two now. The Big 12 cannibalizes the heck out of itself. No different this year, but West Virginia seems to be finding some equilibrium. Uh, they beat TCU about a week and a half ago. They handled Texas Tech the other night. Auburn was rolling, and then all of a sudden the Aggies came in and put them down. A 16-point loss at home to AM. So this one is all over the place, but guys... Uh, I'm leaning towards WVU and laying the four in this one just because Bob Huggins seems to be finding something with this crew down the road for me. I don't know how you feel about it. RJ, I'll let you start us with Auburn and WVU.
0: Yeah, I I think you're right. I mean, Auburn is, they are a good team. That was a pretty surprising loss though to A&M. They they had no business losing that game the way they did at home. And plus, Morgantown is is, is not the easiest place to play. Crowd's usually into it. Um, it's it, you know it, it's a brutal place to get to. It's a very difficult trip. Uh, I know the Big Twelve teams hate going up to Morgantown. I mean, it's just it's just so far out of the way from everything. Uh, and this is a this look like, this is a big trip for uh, for 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 Auburn um, to go on and play this game. So I would probably stay away from the points uh, in this one. I, I don't have a great feel on that, but I do think West Virginia wins.
1: Yeah, Auburn losing their first home game in their last twenty eight on Wednesday. Uh, are they overrated? Uh, Walker Kessler not available? I don't know, but Kayla, uh, RJ makes a great point. It's no fun trying to get to Morgantown. I say that as someone who lives about an hour away from Morgantown and knows how just how difficult it is to get to, especially for Big 12 teams, not any easier for an SEC team. Auburn, in this case, going into Morgantown with the Mountaineers favored by four.
2: I'll be the homer on the show today. Um, we know West Virginia plays great at home, eight and three, Yes, you mentioned that big TCU win and all of Auburn's losses have been to unranked teams, so I don't really love that. Um, They've only played one ranked team so far in Arkansas. So maybe they are overrated as you mentioned, but I'm still going to go with the Auburn Tigers at plus four on the road, hoping they can at least cover. We'll see what happens.
1: Alabama, number two in the country, tips at two Eastern, one Central in Norman against the Sooners. They're favored by seven, the Tide are. Total, 143 in this one. The Tide just continued to roll. Uh, I mean, a little bit of a scare for Mississippi State, if you want to call it that. Uh, but, I mean, they just, you, you, you look at the, the, the winning margins by 40 over LSU a couple weeks ago. Uh, by 12 over Vanderbilt, by 21 over Mizzou, and again, uh, just by three over Mississippi State. But Oklahoma, they just look, they're a shambles right now. Uh, Big losses all over the place. A tight loss to Baylor a couple weeks ago, or about a week ago, that may have given some people hope. But here nor there, Oklahoma looks like a mess, just six and four at home. And again, Alabama only favored by seven in this one. I like that number a lot, Kayla.
2: I'm right there with you as you mentioned. OU <clears throat> not great, man. They're just down all around this year. Bad for the Sooners. Um, Bama 6 and 0 on the road, 8 and 0 in conference play. I know this is not a conference game. 8 and 2 overall. Their losses have been to ranked Yukon at the time and ranked Gonzaga. I feel very confident with picking Bama -7 on the road. So give me the Crimson Tide in this one.
1: Bama -7 RJ. I don't want to say it's it's begging for me to Take it, but against anybody else but Oklahoma, maybe I'd pause. I don't pause. Oklahoma just looks lost right now to me.
0: I, I agree. Uh, give me, uh, give me Bama in this one. I hate to pick Alabama. They're they're, they're my Kansas uh, for Kayla. Oh, so I, I I really well. Kentucky is not basketball, but Bama in general. Um, I I am definitely though taking Bama minus a seven. Oklahoma, they're not very good. Uh, you know, they're it, now the one thing they've got is this conference is brutal. And, you know, they, they could, if they get, you know, if they get to 18 wins, 20 wins, they could have a shot at an at-large just because the conference right. is so difficult. Um, but, but give me, give me bam in the seven.
1: Uh, same time that game is getting started in Mizzou. The Tigers hosting number 12, Iowa state to Eastern one central, the cyclones actually favored by two, the total on this one, right around one forty six. Iowa state, just two and three on the road though. Um, and we got a little bit of a paper champion there in Iowa State. Uh, I don't think they're all they're cracked up to be. Uh, I like Mizzou to pull off the upset at home, Kayla. I know I don't. I I'm, I know that puts me immediately in your good graces.
2: <laughs> it totally does. Um, awesome. yeah, no surprise where I'm going in this one. Uh, the Tigers are 11 and two at home. We play great at mm-hmm. home. Dennis Gates has turned this thing around, and. Three of our five losses have been to ranked KU, ranked Arkansas, ranked Alabama. We're breaking out some new jerseys for this game. Give me Mizzou plus
0: two all day.
1: RJ, are we on the wrong side here? What do you got?
0: We're talking about Iowa State, right? Yes. What what are we doing? Welcome to the conversation. Wait, what? what? I'm unimpressed. I'm unimpressed. What, un- what what didn't impress you, the win over the number one team in the nation, the win over the number five team, or the number seven team? Which one was it But that really bothered you? All Holy of the cow. above. All of oh. the above. <laughs> Gosh, all they do is beat teams. I guess like, a good basketball team. Now, they can put a stinker up on you, sure. You know, they lost Oak State in the road. Uh, mm-hmm. But, I man, they lost at, on the road at Kansas by two. And they beat Carolina. They beat K-State. They beat Texas beat TCU on the road, I, I you know, I, I hate to go against the SEC. Um, and, and I know that, you know, Kayla's going to hate me for this, but I'll take Iowa State in this one.
1: All right. That's fine. We'll, oh, we will I'm remind even... you. We will remind go you ahead, next Chris. week, okay? No, that's okay. <laughs> I, I know you, if <laughs> I let you go, that. you'll get too fired up. Uh, well, we I was just going to say,
2: Mizzou Arena is a tough place to play. It really is. Like, it's not an easy environment.
0: They are is it really called well at Mizzou Arena? It's called Original.
2: Originally, it was called Page Arena. We don't want to get into it, though.
1: Okay. Okay. Long long story short, that's not what it's called anymore. Four o'clock Eastern, three central, Waco, Texas. (laughs) Number 17, Baylor, favored by four over the visiting Razorbacks. Uh, Arkansas, 14 and six overall, but 0 and four on the road. I think three and five in the SEC. Uh, Baylor, nine and two at home. Uh, And they're coming off Huge win over Kansas. Again, Arkansas can score. They've outscored their opposition by about 10 points a game. But I like Baylor on the boards. Um, I like Jalen Bridges in this one to sort of not slow it down, but provide some sense of pace and control for Baylor, again, at home. So I'm going to ride with the Bears here, RJ. Give me Baylor minus the four against Arkansas.
0: I have taken Baylor, too. Baylor's a tough team to play. If you don't play them every year, they can be a difficult matchup. They'll incorporate that zone on you. It's like playing Syracuse. You know, if you don't, if you're not used mm-hmm. to it, uh, it, it could be a tough matchup to play. And they've got good players yeah. anyway. I mean, they've they've had good players there for, you know, gosh, the uh, last decade or so. So it, it, they're they're a solid team. I'll take Baylor to the points.
1: All right, Kayla, what do you got on Baylor and Arkansas?
2: Aligned with you both, not going with uh, an SEC team this time. I like Baylor. Um, Yes, they've had big wins over ranked UCLA, ranked Gonzaga, um, Kansas, might I add. So give me the Baylor Bears to cover here at minus four over Arkansas. All
1: right. Real quick, TCU visiting Starkville against Mississippi State. We all know TCU can run. TCU can score. We all know Mississippi State can play defense. I'm sorry. I'm going to take the better team. I'm going to take the number 11 team in the country to do what they want to do in this game. They're only favored by one, and the total only at 127. I might even same-game parlay these things if I can. Give me TCU and the over. Kayla?
2: This is tricky. I mean, I know it's it should be obvious, but Mississippi State has lost five straight. They're 1-8 and eight in their last nine. They started out 11-0. Mm-hmm. What is going on with the Bulldogs? Five losses, though, were against ranked teams. It feels like they're due to pick up a win. I just don't think it's going to happen against a number eleven TCU. So I think I am leaning TCU in this one, but I want the Bulldogs to pull out a win and surprise us.
1: One of those teams we probably should have asked: Do we trust them earlier, RJ? TCU, do we trust them on the road at, at uh, Mississippi State?
0: Uh, yeah, the on the road factor is 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 one thing to, to to bring up, but yeah, I mean I, Mississippi State's never good. Um, you know, I, I saw Tennessee play there. It's they're just not a very good team. So I, yeah, right. do I trust TCU in general. Not really, uh, you know the the, the horn frauds, as I called them during the, uh, the football season. <laughs> football. I don't know that, if that I don't know if that uh, uh, applies here, but yeah, they're a good team. Oh, they're, they're man, a good team.
1: lean into it, my friend. Lean into it. Number four, Tennessee. R.J. Choppy's Tennessee Volunteers hosting number ten, Texas. Six Eastern, five Central. Volunteers favored by eight in this one total at 136. Marcus Carr scored 21 in the win over Oklahoma State. The Vols 9-1 and at home and third in the SEC, 25 defensive boards per game. Texas has played well on the road, though, this year, RJ. Um, You're close to both of these programs. What's your read on it?
0: Well, you know, I do have to – I got to say this because I do think that we are a little bit of the Tennessee frontiers this year. I think we're a good team, but we don't have that go-to guy. We don't have that go-to scorer. That's going to be our that's going to bite us in the tournament. But I do think that they're they're the better team than Texas. Tennessee's a really good team. They play really good defense. They play really good team offense. They just don't have a go-to scorer. Tennessee's biggest problem is going to be close games this year. Texas's biggest problem is going to be that the guy that all these kids want to play for is not there. And right. you know, they're, you know, it, what kind of a coach down the stretch in big road environments, uh, is the interim guy going to be? So that, that that's a big question. So I'll take Tennessee as uh, a tough environment. That's a really tough place to play.
1: It's a big number, though, Tennessee laying eight against Texas, Kayla.
2: Yeah, I'm leaning Texas to cover in this one. They've won four of their last five. They beat ranked TCU. They did lose to ranked Iowa State. By the way, if you break down the Big 12, every team has, like, beaten and lost to the other. It doesn't make yep. a lot of sense.
0: It's nope. very crazy. It's chaos.
2: And I also do, it's chaos. I do like the uh, Big Twelve shakeup though. We have K-State, Texas, and Iowa State all ahead of Kansas in the conference rankings. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um
1: petty. Petty. Petty.
2: Tennessee's only losses have been to Colorado, ranked Arizona and Kentucky at the time. Uh they've beat ranked KU and Maryland. I think this is going to be a great game by all accounts, but I do have Texas covering at plus eight, but I do think Tennessee wins.
1: All right, the big one, the nightcap for the SEC Big 12 (laughs) Challenge. Number nine, Kansas Jayhawks. They are on a skid of, well, at least for Kansas, epic proportions. And they visit Cal and the Wildcats in Lexington. Kentucky favored by one. Total sits at 141. Uh, it it feels to me. Look, I, I don't think Kentucky are national championship contenders this year. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to myself in that regard. But I do think that they are finding something while Kansas is starting to struggle. The number nine team in the country on the road in the SEC, while Calipari is starting to figure some things out. Kayla, I'm with Kentucky on this one. Where are you? Silly question, huh? You are. Yeah.
2: You're. Uh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, since I've never picked Kansas on the show, it's not going to start today. I'm with Kentucky
1: too. <laughs> RJ.
2: Short and sweet.
0: I'll, I'll take I'll take Kentucky as well. They, I think they've righted the ship. I think they figured out something. Yeah. Cal Cal's about to 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 call these this team that his guys. He's about to call yeah. these guys. From now
1: on. Yep. It's it's they're starting to bring it into. They found the lighthouse on shore and they're starting to navigate the fog back into safe harbor. Coming up next. A way too early look at Heisman odds for next season. Plus, still going to get you our best bets for the weekend as well. Alongside Kayla Canarum and RJ Choppy. I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQLU. This is BetQLU with RJ, Chris, and Kayla. Here on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.
0: Back to BetQLU with RJ Choppy, Chris Mack, and Kayla Canaram on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.
1: Still gonna get you our best bets here in just a couple of minutes before we wrap up the show here on BetQLU, live coast to coast on the BetQL Network and wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app. Download it today, subscribe to the podcast, get the show delivered to you as soon as it's over or you can watch it live on Twitch, twitch.tv betql on YouTube as well. Alongside Kayla Canaram and RJ Choppy, I'm Chris Mack. How are you? Uh, yeah, the bubble is interesting right now as we start to look at that bracket matrix that averages all the mock brackets into one sort of uh, cumulative seeding effort right now. We'll get into that in just a moment, but way too early 2023 Heisman odds are out friends and drake may the favorite at five to one caleb williams six to one to repeat as the heisman trophy winner you got jordan travis at 10 to one then three guys at 12 to one bo Nix, michael Penix jr and sam zaddy sexy sam hartman right. uh and then <laughs> <laughs> and then three more at 20 to one Jaden daniels joe milton and kyle mccord if i'm looking for a long shot right now you know, somebody who's not in the single digits, you know, the way Michael Penix kept Washington afloat at times this year, I'm a huge fan, uh, especially because he, he broke my Nittany Lions heart back in the pandemic year and the opener there at Indiana, when he, scored i'm making air quote gestures with my fingers uh the game winning touchdown i really like what michael pennix jr may be able to do sam hartman i think is up there as well i'll just say it for rj especially because of the high profile of being in south bend now kayla any of these long shots that you really like
0: <clears throat>
2: as far as long shots go i have my eye on jj mccarthy simply because of what he did following that tcu loss stood on the field watched it happen took it all in and you know, that's just going to add fuel to the fire, motivation for next season. So I'm excited what he's going to do. Um, now that we know his coach is staying put, um, mm-hmm. I like him as a long shot.
1: JJ McCarthy, 40 to 1. His teammate, Blake Corum, who presumably will be healthy by the start of next season, 33 to 1. Uh, a couple other young quarterbacks in there Drew Aller, 25 to 1 at Penn State. Cade Klubnik. Of Clemson, twenty-five to one. RJ, where are you looking in your uh, way too early Heisman handicap?
0: You know, I'll give you a uh, a long shot that that I think is 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 one that could sneak in there. He was a Heisman candidate two years ago, and that's Spencer Rattler. Yeah, like we forgot how he yep. ended the season. We forgot how he ended the season. I, I hate how he ended the season because if he didn't end the season looking like, you know, Peyton Manning, you know, my team would have gone into the uh, into the final four. Uh, but here he is, Patrick Mahomes, part two, over there, sitting there in, in, in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, I know, it just, it really, it really annoyed me. So uh, I'm going to throw his name in the hat as a long shot Heisman Trophy candidate. How,
2: how old is Spencer Rattler?
1: That's a good question. I mean, he's
0: when people I think transfer, it makes them gotta, feel
2: so much older.
0: Yeah, I know. This I is a new rule in college football: is you got to be like 25 to start now. He, oh wow, he's
1: only 22. How about that? He'll turn 23 oh, this he's year. Like a baby,
0: he's like a baby. Yeah,
1: I mean, come on. Crazy. I mean, this is you. You could be going the Kenny Pickett or uh, you know Stetson Bennett route of collecting social security while he's. In his senior year, (laughs) but he's not. He's decided uh, no. So Spencer Rattler at forty to one. DJ Uyangalele also fifty to one. If you're looking for known names, known commodities in the long shot uh, portion of the 2023 Heisman Trophy market, put some way too early numbers there for you. Uh, So producer Zach does a great job setting the show up for us every week. He found the bracket matrix, the bracket site, averaging two hundred mock brackets into one cumulative seeding number for each program in the country that's what gives us our last four in and first four out we love jerry palm we love joe lenardi all the other bracketologists we are going by the numbers here and the last four in according to this bracket matrix tell us northwestern ohio state nevada west virginia in first four out pitt penn state southern cal and oklahoma I don't necessarily have a problem with those teams and where they place on the bubble. This comes back for me, RJ, to the constant conversation that I think we have and will continue, especially with this year's bubble. Kayla mentioned it last segment. We mentioned it off the top. I say it all the time. We've talked about it forever. The Big 12 cannibalizing itself on one hand hurts everybody's record, right? Like nobody's going to come out short of maybe Kansas if they get things back on track. Nobody's coming out of the Big 12, I don't think, as a one seed, because their record just won't let their let it reflect just how good they are. But then, despite cannibalizing each other and beating the snot out of each other in the Big Twelve, it seems to lend itself to them maybe landing eight teams in this thing, which does then make a case for West Virginia, who's starting to find themselves, like we talked about earlier.
0: You know, they, they are starting to find themselves, and and you know, look, I mean, it is a, it is a, I think we've gotten to the point where the committee's going to look at the big 12, the way it used to look at the S at the ACC, mm-hmm. where they just gave the benefit of the doubt to a, you know, it, it would not surprise me if a six and 10 ACC team was going to get an at large bid every now and then. Right. Cause it happened. We saw, yeah. I think Florida state had that happen one year. Um, so yeah, I, I think that that's really a possibility, um, you know, in terms of being able to sneak in on the bubble. I think there may be some better teams like like USC. There is a team. They're you know they're top fifty in both uh, adjusted offense and defense. You know that to me is the mark of a pretty well balanced team, uh, and I think USC is that. And then, you know they just they did have a big you know upset win over UCLA. So they've got that win on under their belt. Um, so yeah, I mean I, I think either West Virginia or USC would be the two of the teams I got a lot of confidence in.
1: Which of these uh, eight bubble teams? Kayla, do you have the most confidence in actually getting in on the bubble?
2: I'm kind of riding with RJ here with USC. Um, they We've seen them kind of make a run in the tournament the last couple of years. And maybe Northwestern, they seem to always kind of find a way in as well. So I wouldn't count them out at this point either.
1: Yeah, you know, the Pac-12 is actually it, it, top heavy, yes. But the it, it lends itself to a strength of schedule that's better, I think, than anybody really understands or realizes until you start to dig into the numbers, especially on Ken Palm. You look at UCLA, 16th in the country in adjusted strength of schedule. You look at USC, 23rd in the country in adjusted strength of schedule. And you start to realize, hey, maybe that Pac-12, even if it is top-heavy, is a lot tougher. It's certainly not on par with the Big 12, but a lot tougher than it would look if you just went by record kind of the, the opposite maybe of the big 12 where they are just all beating each other up i, I like usc as well i'm with you guys there but I, I think of those eight teams northwestern ohio state nevada west virginia Pitt, penn state southern cal and oklahoma the one i have zero confidence in right now is oklahoma but the one i probably have the most confidence in uh west virginia because huggy bear just seems to figure things out when his back is <laughs> against the wall and push comes to shove and i expect him to do the same thing here down the stretch as West Virginia sits squarely on the bubble in the big 12, trying to find their way into the tournament. All right. Let's get you our best bets of the weekend. Last few weeks, it's not going to change this week. Uh, If we've got a college hoops game, throw it out there. If you got a future, throw it out there, whatever it may be. You like this weekend's NFL games, throw it out there. RJ, I know you'll take all of that and somehow throw it into a seven leg parlay. So give me what you got best bet of the weekend.
0: All right, let's do this one. I do not have a uh, seven leg uh, parlay. Just <laughs> a little, little two team. We're well, yeah, blowing both NFL games for you here. Uh, I I am I have, I can't believe I'm saying this. I am actually rooting for Philadelphia. I'm rooting for Whoa. Philadelphia uh, to make the the Super Bowl. Even though I am here in Dallas, Fort Worth, and, and a Cowboys fan, it doesn't matter. I the Cowboys have been knocked out by the Niners two years in a row. I can't stand that team. They are my number one public enemy. Is the San Francisco 49ers <laughs> take the Eagles by a half? And then I am rooting so hard for Kansas City, but I think Cincinnati wins. So I'm taking Cincy no. plus the one. I know. It's Joe Burrow, man. It's just Burrowhead. That's what it yep. is. He, yep. He's going to single-handedly. They're, they're going to build a new stadium. The Chiefs are going to build a new stadium because he's going to re- <laughs> He's Burrowhead. won
2: there one gonna, time. One time. They're going to re- he's he's won won their-
1: I, K- their- Kayla, I heard they're going to rename the Lamar Hunt Trophy, the Joe Burrow Trophy. I, I, I mean, that's just a rumor I heard. But. <laughs> uh, I can't. Fire I'm me up on a
2: Friday. Ra-
1: I'm going to let you wrap this up in just a second because um, I am in the same neighborhood as RJ and I am riding on the conference championship games as well. I'm going to go with a money line parlay here. Uh, Niners over the Eagles at plus 126. I think that Niners defense is going to do just enough to slow Jalen Hurts and all those weapons the Eagles have down. And look, I, they're not going to win the game because of Brock Purdy, but I think he'll avoid mistakes just enough. The kid's got some kind of weird thing where even when he's doing nutso stuff like firing balls back a- across his body towards the middle of the field, his superstar tight end bails him out. He's just, they've got the right guys around him and the Kyle Shanahan effect. He just seems to plug it all in exactly where it's supposed to go. It's going to be San Francisco on the money line plus 126 in the NFC Championship game and I'm sorry Kayla, it is Burrow head. Joe Burrow is just the man. He's a stud, he's got all the weapons around him. I'm sorry. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I imagine will put up one hell of a fight, bum ankle and all, even at home. But if there's one thing Andy Reid loves to do, whether it's in Kansas City or Philly, it's lose home conference championship games. So give me the Bengals plus 106 parlayed with the Niners plus 126. I'm going to turn 20 bucks into 70 bucks with a plus 365 uh, money line parlay on the conference championship games. What do you got other than anger? My blood
2: is boiling over here. Well, I would just like to say my best bet hit last week, picking TCU over KU, but I'm yes, going to the NFL. As you all are aware, my Kansas city chiefs are playing in the AFC championship game. Vegas thought they would disrespect us by making us underdogs at home with a soon to be MVP. Luckily the lines have slightly uh, swung back in our favor. I'm way too nervous to pick anything in that game. So I'm looking to the 49ers Eagles instead. All I have to say is fly, Eagles fly, mostly because I just really want a Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl. One for Andy Reid, two for the Kelsey brothers. The storylines write themselves. Um, yes, Brock Purdy has had an incredible run, but Jalen Hurts is the stronger of these two quarterbacks, which I think will be the difference maker in this game. So I like the Eagles to cover at minus two and a half. And the Chiefs All are right. going to win, by the way.
1: Okay. Okay. So we got 2 1 Bengals uh, of the three of us, and we got 2 1 Eagles. Uh, Eagles as well so we'll see how it all shakes out Eagles Bengals Chiefs uh, Niners I don't know we'll, we, we'll make fun of each other and argue with each other again next week when we do this all over <laughs> again as we do every single weekend I, friends I it's been fun move. it's been fun for all of us but Kayla who is now going to go put her RJ and Chris photos up on her dartboard on the other side of the kitchen oh, there. Uh, Yeah, she's got it ready. I know she's just prepared for it. Uh, Thank you for joining us, whether it was on Twitch, whether it was on YouTube, whether it was on uh, your Odyssey app or live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network. We'll do it again next weekend. This has been BetQLU. This is BetQLU with RJ, Chris, and Kayla here on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM.